BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, Doug Mallard. Hey, Doug Benson. You know, I was thinking another good name for this show would be uh, Between Two Dugs. (laughs) I dig it for sure. Because it's basically, you know, a cool guest you know, not Obama level cool, but still pretty cool being interviewed by two dogs. It's like, it's a very similar format. <laughs> very true. I like it. <laughs> um, so our guest today, our great guest today is Paget Brewster from Friends, Criminal Minds, and on and on and on. We'll talk to her about dogs and lots of other stuff. You ready, buddy? I'm ready, dude. Let's go to work. Hey, everybody. Oh, that made me so happy. Hi, Padgett Brewster. How are you? Oh, hi. <laughs> I love your, I love your theme song. I love it. Oh, oh man, man, that's funny. It's funny, but rocking. It wasn't too aggressive. Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, See, originally, we were thinking about being called "Beware of Dugs," so that's when I got the idea to have a metal song. And then when we switched names, I was just like, "Yeah, let's just keep the metal song." <laughs> It's great. (laughs) Thank you. It's too silly not to have. Yeah, basically. Uh, Padgett Brewster, thank you for being here. Thank you, Doug Benson, for having me. We've been... um, And other Doug. (laughs) And other Doug. Thank you. We've been been podcast buddies for uh, a while now, since uh, late last year, since mid-pan. uh, Mid Pando, we we started appearing together on Art and Marines uh, podcast. Will you accept this rose? And uh, talking about the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, and it's been uh, it's been so much fun and so easy to hang out and talk with you with all of them that that's when you know I got the idea to ask you to come do this show. And I thank you because I knew you'd be a, a great guest for this show, and that, and then I had the opportunity to, uh, to ask you directly. I, which I appreciate. Uh, I, I, I'm so <laughs> glad you asked. Clearly someone dropped out on you because you asked yesterday. 
Oh, I don't get too hung up on, uh, you know, <laughs> asking way in advance, especially uh, pre-pandemic. But even now, now that we're in it, uh, plans can change so easily uh, right. that I just kind of am prepared. Plus, you know, Doug and I, when we do, we can't, if we do not book a guest at the last minute, we just, you know, we just go, go anyway because we're professionals. <laughs> and now uh, we just, we interview each other. And, and how are those shows? Do you enjoy those? Uh, I have a great time. The listeners, I can't speak for them. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much fun as having you here, though. We're excited. That's right. That's all I'm trying to say is that you're the best guest we've ever had. Because normally, <laughs> you, you, it'd be funny if you were the only guest we've ever had. We just pretend <laughs> we had guests just to get you to do it. Um, <laughs> but Arden had a great time when she was on. We had a great time with her. So I'm just going to go through and, and uh, grab every person off of Arden's podcast that I <laughs> and uh, have them come over here. Uh, you're a like, fantastic addition, by the way, to William. Oh, well, thank you. You have won over the country and Bachelor Nation. Well, that's, uh, you know, now I'm just trying to turn that into a, a you know, a crossover event. Hopefully people that listen to that are listening to both of us here now. A uh, little shout out to them, I guess. Hello. What is, <laughs> does Arden's uh, followers, do the people who listen to that podcast have like a nickname for themselves, like Swifties or whatever? Oh, like Little Monsters or Swifties. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Honestly, if, if, if she does, I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. I, we should I come up with one for her if it doesn't exist. Yeah, Rosies. Like I they can be her little Rosies. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, she needs something to call everybody, you know, because I, I, I know how to run a cult. It's yes, you I do. do. I run cults, and uh, so I, I'll give her all my cult tips because she, she, she's, a, she's a budding cult leader herself. Oh, do. <laughs> she, yes, there's a rabid following. Honestly, I, I enjoy doing Will You Accept This Rose more than I enjoy watching The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. <laughs> now, Bachelor in Paradise, that's a show. Yeah, that's your uh, that's your that's, that's your order. Your favorite is Bachelors of Paradise, and that, second that's favorite, my favorite is the podcast. Yeah, third favorite. Which do you prefer between Bachelor and Bachelorette? Uh, I I do prefer Bachelor because I like seeing more chicks. Yes, all the guys <laughs> kind of look the same, and they have the same skinny pants, and I don't know. I like seeing all the I like seeing all the the ladies. So I like yeah. when it's one one dude and 30 ladies. Yeah, because all the women will show up completely different, uh, you know, a whole new dress each time that you get. Yes, and I, I like to see what they're wearing. I know, I know, I know what they're, I know where they're buying their clothes. Um, uh -huh. they, do more, and, uh, they do more different things with their hair and their makeup than the men do. They're, they're yes. Just, they're just yeah. infinitely more fascinating, as, especially yeah. in a group. <laughs> Plus, you got Queen this season, isn't that her name, Victoria? Oh my goodness! Yes, uh, yes. we've we you know we gave her so much airtime on, on the <laughs> yeah, podcast, you. but because uh, she deserves it. Yeah, yeah, she just is. Uh, you know, she, she's putting it out there. I just, I, I'd rather see somebody that's more genuinely weird, or yeah, I was thinking, yeah. maybe, or, or if there was at least one other person that was her energy, but against her. You know, like the fact that all these women are just all getting plowed over by her antics and they all just don't know how to put her in her place is uh, is kind of frustrating to watch. 
Yeah, that's true. I wish there were, I wish there were sort of more quirky, maybe artsy, maybe nerdy, uh, you know, there's, there's a type that they definitely populate the shows with. And, and in doing, will you accept this rose? You'll, you'll come to find this out yourself, Doug. Um, when we've done <laughs> it, uh, it at comedy festivals, Nashville, San Francisco, Austin, we, a lot of these contestants who have been on the shows will join us <gasps> to do the podcast live. And they're oh. all even better looking in real life than they are on <laughs> film, which is already kind of shocking. They look like gods. I mean, they, it's really off-putting. So I always wish there would be some kind of quirky, strange, underdog, interesting weirdo. I wish they would cast more normal people. Right. Because that would yeah, be interesting. That's, that's what their excuse would be for having Victoria there, is that she's like not as instantly glamorous as the others. Yeah, uh, I guess. Yeah, there you go. But then she dresses it down from there. Like she's already not as glamorous as everybody else. And then is sitting around in sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, while her black eye gets darker and darker for some we reason. We don't know what that is. No we don't know what that is. There. Um, so the main thing there, the first thing we talk about with our guests on this show is the name Doug because... Let's face it, it's not, uh, it's not the best and it's not the worst. It's just a <laughs> name a lot of us have. Um, we feel like there's not a lot of really hugely successful Dougs because, uh, you know, it's just kind of a bland name to, to have and <laughs> takes away from your ambition. But what is, it, what is it like to have a name that, well, first of all, have you ever met or know of any other Pagets? Oh, there is one other Paget that I met when I was five. Uh, and she, did, I did believe... Did you hit it off? <laughs> well, yeah, we did. It was, we went to, I was at my, uh, my uncle, Jim, Jimmy or Johnny was playing a football game. And my mom took my brother and I uh, to this football game. And there was another little girl named Paget, And then... Ten years later, I was in summer school because I had failed a couple subjects because I, 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 whoa, did someone get hit by a car? <laughs> no, there's just like, uh, is it? Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. No, don't worry. So, no, no, no. So ten, ten years later, uh, I was in uh, uh, summer school um, to make up for math and I don't know what else I, I don't know what else I did poorly in. And I heard someone shouting my name across the campus and I looked across the campus and was saying, what, like who, who's there? And that pageant girl who was my same age was, was at the school campus. And we talked for two seconds and then years later, uh, or actually, I guess I was 19 or 20. So another, you know, almost five years go by and there, I was a bartender in New York, and a, uh, this sort of weird barfly guy was hanging out at my bar. I was serving him, and he asked my name. I said, Paget, and he said, I know a Paget. I know a Paget. I, we were supposed to be married, and he said her full name. I'm not going to say her full name. He said her full name. It was the same woman. He said she's now morbidly obese, has a shaved head, and they were supposed to get married in a Wiccan cult. What? 
but they ended up not getting married. So I know all about the other pageant. Wow. <laughs> but I haven't I haven't heard I haven't heard anything about her in 20 21 31 years now. I was 20 the last time I heard about her. So I don't know where she is. She could go in so many different directions with all those choices she was making. <laughs> yeah. Who knows though? Maybe she grew her hair. Maybe she lost some weight. Maybe she's no longer Wiccan. Maybe she's all of those same things and perfectly happy. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Sounds but I like don't was... know that many Dougs. Well, that's the, actually... that's the next big question we always ask any, everybody is how many Dougs do you think no. you've known? Benson, you and a director, a television director named Doug Petrie are the only Dougs in my phone. And I've wow. had my same contacts for 20 some years, 20 years. I have everyone's number that I've ever gotten still in my <laughs> phone. I know two Dougs. Wow. Now I know the other Doug. That's crazy. You know, one more Doug before one today more. than you do pageants. That's insane. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, now I know you. And is yeah, it yeah. Millard? Do I pronounce yeah, it Mellard, Millard? Yeah, Mellard. Mellard. Yeah. What is that? What is that? Uh, if, I guess French or English. Uh, it goes back a little bit both ways, actually. Well, so but, it would be Millard. Yeah, I guess it is Millard, but we Millard. said it Mellard our whole lives. Oh. So, because it sounds less lardy or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, I don't call myself Paget. And apparently it's, it's originally a man's name. Really? But not so... French. Yeah. So what? How did how did that happen? How did you get the name Paget? Where they what they do? Um, my my mom and dad were really very young when they got married. My mom was nineteen. My dad was twenty three. They had me when my mom was twenty one. They were they both grew up in Massachusetts and they uh, kept running into the name Paget. They knew the husband and wife that ran. There used to be these boats um, in Boston on the. Boston Commons or in the Charles or something, there were these swan boats and the couple who owned the venture were Mr. and Mrs. Paget. They went on their honeymoon to Paget, Bermuda, and another island, the island of Beckwe, which I don't even know where that is. The The township of Beckwe was called Paget. And then they went uh -huh. on a date. They went on a date to uh, some date they went on was the Elvis Presley movie with Deborah Paget. And they weren't hippies. Oh. They were like preppy hippies. They were like <laughs> Massachusetts. They were teach. You know, they both were teachers in a in a boarding school. They, you know, so they. I don't know why. And but then they named my brother, my younger brother Ivan, and with with no Russian in the family whatsoever. Now, that said, my father's name is Galen, and my mother's name is Hathaway. So they have kind of interesting names to begin with. So maybe they just thought, oh, well, we'll give our kids interesting names. What's your mother's maiden name? Uh, 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 you want me to say that for security reasons? So you can <laughs> hack into my Shein account and start buying cheap clothes? It's, her maiden name is Two, T-E-W. Someone, yeah, -E someone already put it on IMDb. Yeah, Hathaway Two sounds like a sequel to Anne Hathaway. Oh, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that information is uh, is uh, Googleable. I know uh, about all those names, but it's still um, 
That's a, it's so wild that they, because uh, just anybody that picks a word that's basically just something that they made up or they found found in some other context, uh, they have to spend a lot of time explaining it. You must have to spend a lot of time explaining where the name came from. I suppose I should narrow it down. It's too long of a story. I should just say I should just say they went on their honeymoon to Paget Bermuda. <laughs> But I, I, I like you. I liked I'm all those other. I'll tell you. I like I'm, those other pageants that were in there. I yeah, like well, we're friends. I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm going to tell you everything. We're, you know, we're friends. What was so. that other place you mentioned? Bewicky? Beckwee. Beckwee. I is an yeah. island. I, I mean, why didn't they name you Beckwee Brewster? Beckwee. <laughs> Beckwee Brewster. Beckwee. But then people would call me Becky. Yeah, that's true. Instead, now they just call you Padgy. <laughs> Padgy, Paget, Paget, Page T. Hey, basically, you just get forced into saying Paget. There's really no good quickie version. Yeah, but that's why my, my karaoke name is Sparky. If I get a coffee at Starbucks, I, I say Sparky. Um, <laughs> wow. Because it's just easier than right. People having to muddle through. Well, what is this? Stu- what is this name? How do I say this? And I don't want them to be uncomfortable. I want them to get right to it. So I use Sparky as my fake name. I yeah. love it. <laughs> do you use Doug? Do you guys, if you go to Yucca's and get a, a cheeseburger, you put your name down as Doug? Does some other Doug take your burger? Like, uh, it's rarely another Doug, but yeah, nobody wants to have the name Doug yelled out publicly. <laughs> what is the shame with the Doug? Doug is a solid name. It's one syllable. It's strong. Is it strong? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think? Oh, you guys seem so browbeaten by life with the Doug name. I, it's, I feel sad. No, we're just saying we're just saying that we're Dougs and rose above it by. <laughs> You know, by like developing a sense of humor and, you know, I mean, there are some very successful Dougs that we've found, but we've also found that there's not like, I thought there'd be a treasure trove of people named Doug that we could have on and just, you know, really enjoy talking to. But turns out we like talking to, you know, people who are funny. (laughs) (laughs) Another another thing people named Doug don't seem encouraged to be like the most successful Dougs are like generals, athletes. Uh, well, there's one in the, the White House in a few days. Yeah, the first lady's man. What do they call that again? The first gentleman. The first, the first gentleman. gentleman. Yeah. Oh, his name is Doug. Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. No, it's really what it kept this podcast going. We just were like, well, we've got, <laughs> we're going to have a Doug in or near the White House because they don't actually bunk up in the White House, do they? I don't know. I don't yes. believe so. Well, oh, no, not the vice. Not the vice. They get their own place somewhere else. Yes. Yeah, like Frogmore Cottage, whatever our equivalent to that is. <laughs> they yeah. get their own, yeah, their own residence. Yeah. So, uh, but he's going to be in there. I mean, he's in the, you know, he's in the inner circle. He's in the, the bubble. That's great. Do you count Douglases or no? It ha- oh, yeah, the Doug- Douglases count. They're just people that, oh. like, no one ever felt comfortable giving them a nickname because Doug is... We're mostly all named Douglas, and then eventually people just start calling you Doug because you don't you don't deserve the respect of a Douglas. <laughs> what about Dougie? Anyone Dougies? Are there any people go there? People love to go there, and I've I've discouraged it to the point where it's never uh, stuck on me. Good. That's a it's a that's a dog's name, Dougie. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, people have a lot of fun with the name. I'll say that there's a lot of variations that people can, uh, can, uh, run with and, uh, you know, they're mostly cute and, uh, you know, inoffensive, I guess, but, and then there's an, Oh, sorry. Oh, that's all right. I was going to just go back to, uh, so if you have something to add to that, I was just going to say there's an occasional Doug Ray or is there only one Doug Ray? Oh, do gray. Like do gray. Is that what it is? It's do gray. Do gray. Yeah. I believe so. Do gray Scott. I don't know who that is though. Do gray. You're right. Yeah. Do gray Scott was, uh, do gray Scott. He was going to be Wolverine and then got injured and then Hugh Jackman took it over. Oh my God. I think that's what happened. That's so rough. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's bad. Did you ever have it? (laughs) Sorry. What? No, what? What? (laughs) Did you ever have a, you know, narrow, like, you know, missed out on a a role that you wished you could have played or I I guess. No, no. Any role I wanted that I didn't get, I wasn't, I, the person who got it was better. Um, (laughs) What I, what it made me think of though, was, I don't know, this might be off topic. I mean, it is off topic. Uh, But did you guys ever watch, Oh, Celebrity Rehab, the Drew yeah. Pinsky show. Yeah. Okay, do you remember when Sean Young was on it and she was supposed to be Vicki Vale in Batman, mm-hmm. what, two? Batman two? Uh, Batman begin- Batman. Uh, Returns. Okay, and she was training, uh, she was training uh, and she broke her leg and she was replaced by Kim Basinger. Oh, that's the first and, Batman. Oh, yeah. that, that, oh okay. The oh, the first one. Okay. So, um, she was, so, she was on celebrity rehab to, to curb her drinking or stop drinking or something like that. And they went to equine therapy and this old grizzly, gentle old cowboy was you know, holding onto the horse and saying, okay, addicts, come on over and put your hands on the horse and the horse, you know, this is equine therapy horse, calm me down. And she said, I'm scared of horses because I, I fell off a horse and I broke my leg when I was uh, trying to get fit for this movie and I didn't get the movie and the, and the actress who got the movie, she had the career I was supposed to have. And the cowboy was like, well, now, now what happened to the actress who got that part you, that she wanted? And there's silence because at that point, Kim Basinger had been sued for millions of dollars for not doing boxing Helena. She was agoraphobic and she wasn't working that much. So it was like this very weird moment of, of Sean Young kind of putting together, oh, it, that wouldn't have, maybe that wouldn't have changed my life. Wow. And she didn't need to be afraid of horses anymore. It was just a very strange moment in reality television all from some country man all from yeah from this this horse like you just you pet that horse darling <laughs> you you're you, you know you're you're doing all right your life's all right it was very strange yeah but you know kim basinger does have an oscar though for batman no just for for acting i'm just saying her career did go from pretty well i guess you're right but i mean yeah. I don't, I don't know. Have you lost out on a part that you think took your life in a, in a negative sliding doors, alternate trajectory? Oh no. I mean, I I guess in this case, it's like, you know, it's just frustrating for her because it was, you know, an accident took it away. Oh, of course. No, no, no. Believe me. I understand her. 
I understand her pain and regret and the sense of unfairness and the anger. And, you know, if you do that, if you, if you, if you act for a living, you're, you're, you're treated very well by some people, but really like shit by other people. And especially if you're an actress and you're around for a while, you, people have stolen from you. You've been fired. You've been harassed. You've been, you know, told you won't get a part unless you, you know, snuggle up to some jerk. So anything that upset her or hurt her in acting, I think she refocused back to that point in time when wow. she didn't get that part. And I think that was sort of where she went a little cuckoo with dressing up like Catwoman when yeah, wow. Tim Burton didn't cast her as Catwoman and she was angry. There was like all of this rage directed towards the Batman franchise that I understand, <laughs> but it, it, it was interesting to see someone recognize, oh, I've been holding on to this anger. Wow. It's crazy because Doug was almost batman and he didn't get the part and he's he, he's chill you know <laughs> but yeah so he doesn't hate christian bale george clooney no. michael keaton robert adam, pattinson adam west, adam west. <laughs> well you weren't up for the adam west you were definitely not up for the adam west well, that's so. true yeah i could have only been up for the the other ones um yeah it's uh i'm trying to you know like i, I think it's just um Every time I've really wanted something and then didn't get it, for the most part, I've, you know, tracked that thing and, you know, made peace with it because the thing ended up not being that big of a deal anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't lose a part. I don't know why I'm, I'm laughing maniacally right now. Um, <laughs> you, you, you didn't lose, you didn't lose out on a part that you desperately wanted that then became very successful and you felt regret or anger or, I mean, I haven't yeah, had that experience. Like nothing, like that. nothing that if I would have gotten, it would have been such a life changer, you know, like the, like one movie that I really wanted and ended up not getting, like the movie came out and nobody cared about it and it went away, you know, like it's just, you just don't know, uh, you know, there's so much, so much goes into yeah. yeah, see, that's what's happened with every movie I have done is that it it came out and no one cared and it went away. So, do you feel like there's a new um, interest in that James Gunn movie that you did because he's uh, you know so huge right now as a filmmaker? I, I don't think there is any interest in is is there a renewed interest in the specials? I wouldn't know. I do remember at the time. Uh, first of all, I, I love that movie. I thought the script was great. I, I, I really, I really liked it. James wrote it. Craig Mazin directed it. I, th I thought it was a great movie, but it came out at the exact same time as Mystery Men, which was a very expensive, high-profile loser superhero group movie. Mm -hmm. With I know Janine Garofalo and Hank Azaria were in it. I can't remember who else was in it. Lots of people. Because yeah. those are the only people I know <laughs> personally <laughs> who were in that movie. Um, so our movie just kind of disappeared. It didn't really, it, you know, it didn't take off. It was, it was an indie. It was cheap. I mean, I, I don't even know if that movie was, I don't think that movie cost $900,000. Was it uh, violent though? Like uh, James Gunn's early stuff had a tendency to be? Was it? I don't think it was violent. No. I mean, Judy hmm. Greer's character poked me in the eye. Oh, I, I remember, I don't think there was brutality and there was sort of one shot at the very end of the movie that was, a, that used special effects, but it was about, 
it's a it, it's a movie about like the 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 10th superhero group in a world populated by superhero groups we were kind of losers like the you know our our skills weren't that special our powers weren't that great we were in fighting it was like a it was like an unhealthy band um but then we have to like pull together at the end i i think it's a great movie i actually i that is the movie i regret didn't do better i i really i i really think that movie was pretty special and i do remember auditioning for that and desperately wanting that part so getting it was very exciting well, I'm excited because we've still got more time with you today, and Doug and I have each prepared questions for you. We call it five and five, and we're going to ask you those questions, if that's all right with you, um, right, right after a brief commercial break. We'll be right back. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We're back with Paget Brewster, but you knew that already. There's no reason to join <laughs> one of these shows. <laughs> how long, how long was the break? <laughs> Sorry that you forgot who our guest was during the break, <laughs> but it's Paget Brewster, and we've each prepared five questions for you, Paget. And I'm ready. they're usually not hardballs. We're not, you know, this isn't one of those gotcha shows. So if there's anything you don't want to answer, uh, that's cool. Okay. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Doug? Do you want to go first? I'll go first this week. All right, Doug's going to go first. Uh, you were bo in both DuckTales and Duck Dodgers. Who wins in a fight between Donald Duck and Daffy Duck? Wow. <laughs> Powerful. I can't believe you would do this. I'm going to say Donald Duck. <laughs> I'm going to say Donald Duck and uh, because, just because he's so rageful. Oh, that's, wow. Donald Duck really has his, his, his basic character trait is is simmering rage <laughs> um and daffy is true uh true to his name true yeah so daffy, donald went. like uh, daffy uh you know in some phases of his career he was like happy-go-lucky and messed with others but then in other parts he would be extremely frustrated a la Donald, but he definitely had more sides to him than, than Donald ever had. I would agree. I would agree. I, as far as like a like a like a bar fight, Donald wins. Like as far as really going going psycho on someone's <laughs> ass in a fight, like a street fight or a road rage right. incident, Donald wins. Yeah, I, I love picturing them in a bar fight, like a really brutal bar fight. <laughs> You know, as much as I don't like a naked person confronting me, a person with no pants but they have a shirt on is much yeah. scarier. Very disturbing. Or just a neckerchief. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are you satisfied with that answer? Very oh, satisfied. I love on? a children's cartoon character being described with having simmering rage. It's great. <laughs> uh, those cartoon characters, Doug, are for children of all ages. <laughs> True. 
Sorry that we're fighting like this in front of you, Padgett. I know it's awkward. It's really. I'm just. I'm just trying to be quiet until the next question comes. I, when you guys fight it, it makes me nervous. My first question is this: uh, You can only pick one, or pass altogether. But if you can only pick one, friendliest friend on the show, friends. Friendliest friend. Yeah, which one was, of the six? Was, don't don't drag Wait, wait hold on. Let me just. Are you are you asking the actors who played their characters in Friends or the characters on Friends? Oh or wow, both? that's interesting. That's it. I mean, I guess we all have opinions on which characters are the friendliest. Oh, okay. <laughs> the friendliest actor. <laughs> Yeah, two actress on Friends was pageant. Um, yeah, or do they all stay in character all the time? No, they didn't stay in character <laughs> all the time. Mostly, David Schwimmer just played Goldeneye with his assistant in his dressing room because they were they were all mad at him while I was there. Um, Why was uh, everybody uh, mad? At Phoebe him? Lisa Kudrow was the friendliest, and you barely had any scenes with her. Yeah, I know, but she was very. But they all were actually really. Those, uh, they, they, they were all very, well, I didn't see David Schwimmer that much because A, I didn't kiss him. I was yeah. like, you know, I was dating both uh, Joey and Chandler. So I spent a lot of time with those guys and they were very, very friendly. But just at, at that point, I think I was 27, 26 or 27. And I had discovered in Hollywood that girls were really catty. So, you know, actresses were kind of catty and crazy and I didn't have any experience with that. And so women scared me and, and those, um, uh, Courtney and Jennifer and Lisa were all so kind that it, it was really, um, it was really, really nice. Uh, and, and Lisa was very welcoming, even though I didn't, didn't do a lot of scenes with her. So, so I might've met her first. They were all mad at David because he, um, had a the still has a theater group and, they, I mean, they weren't really mad at him. They were mad at him like they really were all friends. He had asked them to come to support his theater group, and Bob Hope had been there, and David Schwimmer was saying, everybody, we need to take pictures with Bob Hope. And Bob Hope was very elderly at the time, and they were all saying, okay, say cheese. And Bob Hope was like, <laughs> and they were really uncomfortable and they felt like Schwimmer made that made, made people take too many pictures. And so they were like kind of ignoring him, but in the way that you would with your friend where you're like, Oh, I'm just so pissed at David right now. <laughs> so I didn't see a lot of him, but they were all very nice. Really? <laughs> Oh my God. I, yeah. Bob Hope. I mean, he, like he was out there doing stuff. He was doing it. And he until was, the very end. This was, I'm telling you, I think this might've been maybe a year before he, he was elderly, but just doing charity work and raising money. And, you know, the guy really, he really was a great, I'm sure we'll find out he was a terrible racist or something now, but I don't know. Uh -huh. Pretty impressive. I still go to the Bob Hope Medical Clinic. I mean, that's where I, that's where my doctor is. I go to, you know, on La Brea. That's a, that's a great, that's a great medical clinic that takes SAG. 
All right. So you know where you can find Paget. Uh, how often you go there, you think? <laughs> yeah, every week now. I go every week. I want to be around as many sick people as I can right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's a, that's a great answer about, uh, about the friends. I mean, it must be very strange for you that that show seems to have not lost zero momentum and maybe even be, might be gaining some at this point. That's really wild. I don't know if it still is. Is it still on Netflix or was it taken off and put put on some streaming on app? HBO Max now. Oh, oh, HBO yeah. Max. Yeah, but they're all. It streaming. is actually. It, it's surprising how many, mostly women, mostly in their teens and early twenties, who recognize my voice. <laughs> if if wow. I'm online at the supermarket or checking into a hotel, and they whip around. And they'll say, Kathy, it, wow. it's really, yeah. it, it took off in the like six months before or maybe eight months before the pandemic hit. It was it was jarring how many young people were watching Friends and would would recognize me from it. Not looking at all like that anymore. I don't have like a red bob anymore. So <laughs> it was pretty wild. Um. I was trying to think of a color to say that about, and then add Steve to it. What? You don't have a red bob anymore. Now, now you have a uh, a blonde oh. Steve. <laughs> no, I have a streaky gray Doug. What color is his hair? His hair is streaky, streaky gray. My hair. Well, I stopped dying. I cut it. I stopped dying it. I've been dying it dark brown for. I mean, I think since since I was eighteen or nineteen, I've been dying it. Um, and I, I stopped dying it. I stripped out the black and it was like that weird kind of lesbian top chef, blonde, short, semi mohawk. And then I just cut everything off and, and had basically a crew cut to just grow out my, my gray hair. And it's all different colors of gray. It's like, uh, what was the guy on the Sopranos? Who had the white on the sides and then the black on top? Oh, Polly. Like What's his? Who? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that. It's it's white in front of my ears, like next to my ears, and then one white skunk stripe in the center top, and then a lot of it's still black, or or pewter, or it's sort of. I it feels like. Renaissance metals. It's all just different. Some of it looks copper. It's weird. Well, I was asking what color Steve's hair was, but I still liked having to run down. My husband, Steve? <laughs> yeah. He's like, his hair is like, it's a blondish brown, but the only time yeah. I've seen it, it looks like the color of a seal. You know how seals have that kind of ash uh -huh. ash brownie blonde you kind of can't tell what it is that's what color his hair is it's yeah. great Seal michigan color. michigan uh dutch that's what he is <laughs> that's why i said you traded in your red bob for a blonde steve oh <laughs> <laughs> doug it's your turn i'm tired of asking this um, question. <laughs> am i talking too long I'll be no, right. you're great. no i'm gonna you're give great. you a one word answer to this no right. no this is another hard-hitting one, and it's a follow-up to the first one involving DuckTales and Duck Dodgers, but you also played Bird Girl in Harvey 
Birdman, attorney at law. When you're seeking out roles, do you first try to find one that is associated with some kind of bird? I do not, Doug, but <laughs> I will say this. I wonder if because my dad was an English teacher and I can speak really quickly and kind of articulately and I'm tight, like verbally tight, and I have a big nose, I think there's something about me that is bird-like to people because I have played a lot of birds, animated <laughs> birds. And I wonder if there's something physically that makes people think or something about the way I speak that is bird-like that makes people think, oh, there it is. There's, there's that, there's the bird person we've been <laughs> looking for. I've never heard someone describe themselves as bird-like. Well, I have a beak. I have a very patrician <laughs> nose. I have a pointy Massachusetts nose, which may be a little bird-like. <laughs> yeah, and you should see the way she pokes her face at her food. I do. <laughs> Can you imagine? I eat corn really quickly, just kernels. <laughs> All right. Uh, are you satisfied with that answer, Doug? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, I want to know. This this conversation got stirred up recently, and I don't I don't know where I stand personally. But do you, Padgett Brewster, agree that Unaccompanied Minors is the most underrated Christmas movie? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it, and I don't. I have. I don't. I'm in it, so the answer is yes. Yeah. Um, Paul Feig directed it in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I got to do most of my scenes with Terry Gar, which was a pleasure. Wow. Yeah, and Rob nice Corddry played my husband, but we never met. We did all of our stuff separately on telephones. And uh, Gia Montagna, Joe Montagna's uh, daughter, was one of the kids in the movie. And now I know her very well because I worked with her father, Joe, for a long time, long after Unaccompanied Minors. But I don't know. Is it a good movie? I really don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. And I, had to, I haven't seen it, in, I mean, maybe since it came out. Well, you know, there's always a big Christmas movie debate, you know, uh, over the holidays. And this year it was particularly active because of people have nothing else to do. So, uh, But the game has been upped as well because there are different networks that all they do is churn out Christmas movies for a month. And I know this yeah. because my husband watches yeah. Hallmark Channel only for the month of December. Yeah, that's He watches insane. all of them. That is so crazy. He loves the he loves the Christmas movies, but they're just so churned out, and so uh, each one is so has so little to distinguish it from the last. Like he just he just likes the comfort of that. Yes, exactly. He likes to have it on in the background when he's doing bookkeeping or you know working on stuff. He just likes to have it playing. It's very comforting. I think he likes the sound of sleigh bells. He likes the idea of snow because he grew up in a snowy climate. I think he, but he loves it. He loves all of them. You don't and have to pay, bad. You don't have to pay close attention to Christmas movies because the plot is that Christmas is coming or it just came. <laughs> it's either, Which is either more sexual. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, 
that but so but he doesn't want to mix in any good classic Christmas movies. He just sticks with what's ever on that one channel. Yeah, he just has it playing all the time. He likes Candace Cameron Bure. <laughs> uh, I think he feels her work is superior on the Hallmark <laughs> channel. Uh, I tried to watch I tried to watch something like it was something like Lights, Love, and Hanukkah about an Italian woman who finds out uh, she was adopted and her family is Jewish and she needs to learn all about Hanukkah. Um, but there was no conflict. Like, everything's fine. <laughs> there was nothing. Nothing was hidden. Or she, she meets Mary Lou Henner and it's her mother. And Mary Lou Henner is like, what? You were born on you were born on Thanksgiving. Oh, you're the daughter I gave up. And there, and it's so nice to meet you. Like there was, there's no, nothing compelling about lights, Christmas, Hanukkah. I can't remember what the movie was called, but, but yeah, I mean, I guess my favorite <laughs> Christmas movie, even though I know this is a debate would be Die Hard. Yeah. 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 It's really, I love it. It's just a, it's just a, you know, great movie. And you know, there's, there's, you never, you don't really need an excuse to watch it, but the fact nope. that it gets lumped in with Christmas stuff just gives you a nice reminder of it each year. Yeah. I love it. I love that movie. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's very well done, that movie. Oh, um, if you get a chance, have you ever seen the show, The Movies That Made Us? Mm-hmm, yeah. They do a Die Hard one that's great. Yeah. About the making of Die Hard, I, I love that. I just watched the, you know, the Elf one, uh, cause it came out uh, around Christmas and Ooh. I still can't get over this. I mean, I, I'm going to ask a question that it's not on the list, Doug. Is that okay? <laughs> Point of order. Paget, um, <laughs> uh, could you imagine refusing to act in something, uh, turning down $29 million because you don't get along with the director? No, well, of course, well, we can't ever understand that. Who did that? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Um, I, I would work with David O. Russell for <laughs> one million. So, I mean, clearly. Um, it's, um, you know, they say the reason there's not going to be an Elf sequel is because uh, Will Ferrell says no. And the reason really? they, they think he's saying no is just that he doesn't get along with Jon Favreau. Oh, really? Okay. I know. This is... Uh, this is so strange to me. I, I mean, it sort of makes sense because they, they haven't, they never worked together again. And they certainly, you think they would have if they liked each other. That's, that's, that's so interesting to me. Um, I'm but surprised. That's the, but that's the payday they've reported that, that, that Will Ferrell would get if he said yes to it. But that I guess. Wow. Well, you know, I will say. I don't either, either they really, they, they, they could both be great guys who are just oil and water and don't get along. I've seen that personally in, in a workplace, you know, great people, both of them, but they just hate each other. And I don't feel like Will Ferrell is necessarily motivated by money. So yeah. if he's <laughs> just like, well, I don't need it. He doesn't need it. He's doing I like things. to think also that it, unless the character of Buddy has like, you know, really assimilated and become a more normal person, uh, yeah, that also know. wouldn't make sense. He can't be the same 20 years later. You can't be the yeah. same wide eyed lunatic. <laughs> He's well, no, I, I feel like he would be. <laughs> I think 
the 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 key to sequels is keep enough of the original. But here's the thing: Have you ever worked with a director that was like just really brutal, like like really small and petty and nasty? And I mean, have you? Because it's um, very hard. Yeah, no, it can't can't possibly be be easy. I think I've been pretty lucky in that regard. Yeah. I mean, you're you're the hostage. Maybe not Will Ferrell at that point. Maybe not as the star of the movie. But if if you're not if, if you're if you're not in a position of power and the director is really an asshole, it can be a pretty debilitating experience. So I don't know. I guess it's easy to say how how could you turn down twenty nine million dollars? Like I feel like well I might you know dissect a live frog for that amount but i don't i guess if they really hate each other i wouldn't actually dissect a live frog right but we're talking 29 million dollars <laughs> i know to us that's crazy but if you don't need it you don't need it yeah no so i and, feel like i have to support i would i support the guy's decision it could also be that it would be it could come off as taking away from the first one because it's so magical at this point yeah, that's true well, and it's it's it sustains itself. It doesn't need, you know, icing. It doesn't need a sequel. It doesn't need it. It still it still works. Yeah, and there's a you know, I mean, it follows the formula that he's repeated over and over again in movies that aren't necessarily sequels, but have mm-hmm. similar. Yeah. Uh, kind but of, yeah, twenty nine million. I mean, my God, it's hard. It's hard for us to comprehend. <laughs> it's, well, it's hard for me to comprehend. Yeah, but it's also that amount of money. If he's busy making, you know, movies, like how much money do you even need to be like if you're busy being a movie star? I, I, I'm always just astounded by like how. Well, when I see movie stars like Hawkins products on TV that seem unsafe, I'm like, why? Why is that? <laughs> well, why, why do, do that keep money? in mind. Well, but 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 keep in mind. Say he say he was given twenty million dollars, right? First of all, 35% is, is going to commissions. Yeah. Then you're, then they're taxed 60, 55, 60 to 65%. Yeah. By Cal, the state of California. Mm-hmm. So your $20 million ends up, you end up keeping seven, eight, wow. really. Yeah. So how's, how's, how's somebody going to live on that? No, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying. It, if yeah. if no, he I hasn't agree. made those paydays before, then it is kind of crazy to turn that down that amount of money. I don't know. I don't know. I would right. love to make twenty nine million dollars, but I I just I I don't want to work hard yeah. enough to be good enough at anything that would pay that much. I hear you. You know what <laughs> I mean? I like I I I don't want to work out a lot to be in a Marvel movie. I don't like, I just, <laughs> I will never work hard enough to make that kind of money. And I'm, I'm very happy with that. Yeah. And you never know though. You never, the, some people that make that kind of money, they were never, they were not ever feeling like they'd be in the position to make that kind of money. And then they did. Who? <laughs> Who do you think didn't like, I'm sure it was a surprise when Justin Bieber was 16, but at a certain point, yeah, I guess so. I just, there's been such weird, you know, things that happen. And like a good example of 
someone just suddenly being much, much richer and more successful than they ever were at, suddenly happening later in life was uh, Rodney Dangerfield. But that was that guy was going out and working stages and rehearsing material and writing material. And yeah, that guy was working his ass off. I don't work as hard as Rodney Dangerfield worked <laughs> in his prime. Or Bob Hope at the end. No, yeah, no, but yeah. You know, how like, uh, it just takes that one thing, though, to suddenly get like a lot of attention. You just never I don't know, know about that. I don't know if I don't know if I believe that. Mm. I, th I think I think it I think it takes an enormous amount of of work and attention and focus and ambition and diligence to get a ton of money and con and and continue to make money. There can be one. Oh, that's a surprise hit song from someone we'll never hear of again, just happened to be the right song at the right time right. and crafted well. And I think that happens, but I think people even, you know, Beyonce or, or even Kim Kardashian, they work hard. They're constantly doing garbage stuff, not garbage. <laughs> I, I like Beyonce. No, no, no. I'm saying you, uh, even, yeah. even Kim Kardashian is meeting with people who are making eyeshadow She's right. Instagramming and tweeting and constant photo shoots and, and trying on clothes and contouring her makeup. And like people work really, really hard, I think, to have any kind of continuing success. And I, I work very hard at what I do, but it will never be in like a multi-million dollar range because I choose not to work that hard. Does that make sense? <laughs> I think it does. You think it does. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have balance in life. Yeah, no, I, I think it's I think it's reasonable. I think that but I also and, and and it's true that a lot of people that are working really hard make it look easy. Like that's part of the trick to it is they pretend they're not working hard while we know that they are working very hard. They have to be. Like anybody that's starring in a movie is already signed on for a lot of tedious sitting around. Yeah. Just to and be the, the star of a movie. Those superhero things, man, those guys having to work out and be in ice baths and drink 15 gallons of water to, and then right. to remove all the water in their bodies. That, that just looks <laughs> awful. It just doesn't look fun. It doesn't look like it's worth the, the money or the fame. It just looks like a terrible way to live. Plus, special, <laughs> it's all special effects almost all the time now anyway so like why does a person have to actually change when they can just do it with effects i don't know i think what they do is i mean especially for you know lesser known male actors for those superhero movies i think they're they're robert downey jr's not working that guy's smart he works really hard but i don't think he's working out constantly i think that is a suit but i think when they get the like chris evans that was all special effects when he was really skinny, but that yeah. guy was shredded, superhuman shred, which requires so much time and diligence. Yeah. And even didn't, what's his name? Didn't Chris Pratt even say like, he felt like his, his marriage to Anna Ferris suffered because suddenly all he did was work out yeah. and he became boring. Like yeah. all you're doing is measuring how many grams of fat you ate that day. <laughs> 
what a boring, uninteresting existence. <laughs> so I, I admire how hard they work. We're so far away from whatever your question originally was. Uh, that's, that's what we're here to go super deep. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Doug, what do you got? Uh, I guess because you mentioned Gia Montaigne, yeah. I'll ask a, a question about Criminal Minds co-star Joe Montaigne. Yeah. I want to see if this your answer is close to IMDb's answer. Oh. How would you describe Joe Montaigne's voice? <sighs> Let me think. Let me think. Be IMDb's is pretty, it's dead on, but, but kind of strange, but I, I haven't, I don't know what it is. I guess Joe Montaigne's voice, I would say it's like a, like a butterscotch cocktail with a, with a <laughs> tiny infusion of danger. Wow. <laughs> I love that. Yours is much better. He does have oh, what like did a, he, say? He, he, it's a beautiful voice. Oh, it is. But, it's yeah, he, he's not. He's not just a gentle, caring, thoughtful guy. Like there is an edge of danger and, <laughs> and the, knowing the human condition that Joe Montaigne has that is intoxicating. There's a slippery, slippery menace. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, but what I, did IMDb say? I, IMDb said his trademark was his deep yet smooth world weary voice. World weary. I liked world weary. Yeah, that's a great. It's a. It's great. It's great. <laughs> but I, I like weary, yours. Yeah. Yours went a little layer deeper. I think. Uh, um, scotch cocktail. I don't know if this has happened, Doug, on this show, but we've got a guest today that's so good that we didn't even we didn't get to all ten questions. I'm sorry. Oh. I told you I was I was talking too much. No, no. I'm saying the opposite is true. That you know we write ten questions because you know you might need that many questions to fill the, the the hour. But in your case, we only needed, you know, what was that? One and a half questions. Three. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got we got through some good ones. Let me do a real quick one though here at the end. Do you, Doug, do you have any that are like burning questions that you were saving for the very end? I, I was curious about one. It could be real quick. Yeah, get to go ahead. Do go for it. I'm just curious if you know about this. I, I popped your name on Spotify on a search. And have you ever gone down a wormhole of the playlist fans have made for or about you? N no, have they? <laughs> yeah, there there's like the the feeling of Paget Brewster, like stuff what? like that. It's, yeah, you should check it Wait, out. <laughs> please tell me what bands are in that. Uh, it's all over the place. There, there's a bunch of them. You should uh, just pop your name in Spotify and go to search playlist. That's wild. People, Thank you for telling me that. People will make a playlist and then name it Paget Brewster's whatever. Yeah. Wow. Weird. Like big bands. Yeah, like uh, I love well, Paget nice. Brewster. There's Dancing with Paget Brewster. Oh my God. Feeling I like want to hear Brewster. that one. Yeah, you should check it out. <laughs> are they, do you think they're trying to get Paget's attention with these, or are they just like passionate about Paget and just work her into their uh, thing? Uh, maybe a little bit of both. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not very. I'm not. I'm not really great at social media. I'm not really great at Twitter and responding to people and Instagram. I'm just not good at it. I, I don't really. I, I feel like it also t took sort of a toxic turn in the last 
year and a half. So I, right. I, I, I'm not really good at it. So if they're trying to get my attention, uh, I, oh my I God. they got my attention through you. <laughs> There's one called Songs God Listened to While Creating Paget Brewster. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is amazing. That's incredible. <laughs> I will do that. I will go on Spotify and look at that. I did not know that was there. <laughs> well, that was perfect. That's the perfect uh, thing to uh, to end on. Thank you oh. so much, Paget, for yes, thank you for being here yeah. with us, and I will have to have you back to ask you the rest of these questions. No joke, seriously, uh, I would love to do that because I am. This is so nice to just sit on a couch and not have to look at my uh, terrible visage in Zoom. So, anytime, <laughs> if anyone bails on you. Uh, surprisingly bails on you. I would do this with you for another hour anytime you want. Oh, this is really we'll, enjoyable. We'll see you guys you are great. Week. Our guest <laughs> next week is Paget <laughs> Brewster. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're thrilled to have you. And uh, people can go listen to the two of us on Arden's podcast, Will You Accept This Rose? And Doug, what have you got to plug? Um, just, <laughs> I'll say Farts of Fari 3 once again. Fart yeah. Hard with a Vengeance, the new album. Check it out. I'm sorry, say that again? Fart? Uh, okay. Fart Safari 3, Fart Hard with a Vengeance is my new stand-up record that's out. I'm sorry you had to hear that. I made you say it again. I'd like to hear it one more time. Yeah. What about, go ahead and tell her the names of the first two albums, then she'll get the whole thing. Yeah, uh, Fart Safari is just Fart Safari, and then uh, the first one, and then Fart Safari 2, uh, Fart Harder. So it's, Fantastic. See, that's hold. a sequel that people want. Yeah. yeah. It's a whole diehard theme. Yeah. Hard harder. It's He's beautiful. He's going to do them all. <laughs> what's, the, what's the last one called? Uh, a Good Day to Die Hard or something like Oh, that. yeah. I guess A Good Day to Fart Hard. And then there's also... A Good also, Day to Fart Hard, yeah. What's the fourth one with Justin Long? Oh, uh, Live Free I never or saw Fart Hard. Fart Hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we can look forward to those albums, but there's, there's three of them for now. And uh, yeah. And I was thinking that the end line today should be something about change DuckTales to Doug Tales. Ooh. Oh, Doug Tales. Woo. Perfect. <laughs> Let's just do that. Just Doug Tales exclamation point. Uh, as always, Doug Tales. Got it.